Hey, listeners, you're listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Nightmare Junkhead! With Genius McGee and Greg D. I'm Gigi Saul Guerrero from Lucha Gore Productions. <laughs> Gore is love, baby. Weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a ho-ho-horror podcast that is always on Santa's naughty list and never nice. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we start our journey into the wonderful world of holiday horrors by looking at the newly released Krampus. 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 But before we go any further, let me remind you, we are part of the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. And you can find all of our back episodes at BoomHowdy.com. But if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud apps. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. Because if you don't, you're going to get coal in your stocking. Oh, and you don't want yeah. coal in your stocking, yeah. man, after what we're about to talk. <laughs> so it is, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Yep. Christmas time. It is. It is December, it is. man. Uh, the, the holiday bells are uh, ringing. The goose is getting fat. It's getting the gander, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things that we've talked about on this uh, show before is the holiday horror genre mm-hmm. and very underappreciated subgenre i would agree it's one of my favorites it, i love it yeah. so this you are love kind of it. our resident expert when I, it comes yeah, to, to, to holiday horror because i love any like holiday dark spin on anything especially christmas but like christmas easter fucking saint pat's whatever and you know? i mean you, you you name a holiday and i can almost guarantee there mm-hmm. is a horror movie out yeah. there there's even a fucking it. fourth of july one uncle, uncle sam. sam yeah that really weird was that like late nineties period yeah. when you had those directed like from tape the ones? makers of Jack Frost, yes. which is another underappreciated holiday horror it's classic. A, yeah, very very few movies will Shannon Elizabeth get like raped to death by a carrot snowman. You, there was that was actually even before I think American Pie. <laughs> yeah, it was one. like it was released after it to like bank on Shannon Elizabeth, but at the and same time, let me tell you, I sought that movie out because of because of Shannon young, Elizabeth, right? Little young perv, I'm like, oh, is she, is she gonna <laughs> yeah. get naked? Yeah. yeah. It's horrible to admit, but that's, but, what, yeah, that's, you what, you, that's what you did. That's what you did. It's like pre-internet <laughs> days, man. And if any of you are trying to judge us now, fuck you guys. You know you did the exact same thing. Whatever. No, no, no. I think the judgment went out a long <laughs> time ago with that. <laughs> if they're judging us, why would they be listening to us by now? Exactly. You know? Self-hating people, you <laughs> know. Like, just fuck. He's going to talk about Cosby again, isn't he? Zobbledy bib. There it is. Take your drink. <laughs> so there's there's some someone in the movie I guarantee is a treat, so take a drink with that, you know. Uh, but yeah, there's just a number of of uh, really cool movies associated <laughs> yeah. with this and we're going to focus because it is December mm-hmm. on Christmas themed horror films because I mean, even from day one when we were doing Nerds of Nostalgia and we talked about this I mean you just started spouting off all these movies I'm like I have no idea what you're talking yeah. about like yeah. Is it just at the subversion of what is supposed to be a traditional, wonderful... And putting in like a dark twist on it, you know? The corruption of something like happy and jolly. Just, yeah, that innocence. Yeah. And honestly, you know, let's face it, you know, in the wintertime, that's when the, the horrors the, come yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. It's, look to Game of Thrones. Winter is coming. <laughs> well, and fuck, Christmas itself can be a horror story. I mean, if you think about it, I mean... Your family. Family and buying presents and Black Friday and... 
you know? And it's Shit, really, one of the first slashers was uh, Black, Black Christmas, Christmas, you know? Yeah, Bob Clark. Yeah. God rest his soul. Old Porkies. I know. Yeah. Which is actually, if you noticed, uh, did you see that is getting, uh, the vinyl is getting re-released? Yeah, and like uh, Ghoulish Gary. Gary. Yeah. Friend it's, of the Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. And he mentioned it on the podcast when he's like, I'm doing something. That I can't but I, say. And I can't yeah. say. And I was like, oh, and then I saw that. I was like, awesome. It looks rad, dude. It, it looks does. awesome. Uh, Mondo, Death Waltz, all those guys. Thank you so much for the wonderful release. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm getting a Turbo Kid is coming. Oh, I got the, nice. yeah, the score for that one. I can't wait. Apple, if you're listening, if you want <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> well, you mentioned the fact that, you know, the the, the fam the horrors of the family, Christmas shopping, mm-hmm. Black Friday, things along those lines. I think it's funny because in the movie that we saw and that we're going to review, and this is 2015's Krampus, mm-hmm. uh, written and directed by uh, trick-or-treat scribe Michael Doherty, it opens with a great scene like that. Oh, this scene was awesome. Just like, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And you open to these people just going ape shit. Yeah. Like 2001, discovering a bone. Mm-hmm. Going. Fighting in a Walmart. People are punching each other. With that lovely, the contrast uh-huh. with the music. It was, be- it, was, it was a beautiful, beautiful scene. So let's talk a little bit about Krampus. Mm-hmm. Krampus. Mm-hmm. I what are you how familiar were you with Krampus the whole thing Actually I've been a lot more familiar with it in the past recent years I mean I've always known about it you know um cuz since I was little I've always seen saw the dark side of like some of, of the, the holidays right. and all that kind of stuff and it's been around since fucking Santa Claus himself I just think like here in the west we never really adapted it because I think maybe it's our Puritan roots. You know, we've always looked at the more religious stuff. And we have a lot of, like, religious fanatics out here. You know, keeping the Christ in Christmas, you know. And look at everybody going apeshit over a fucking cup. You the know what I'm Starbucks, saying? Yeah, we couldn't Starbucks. handle a tradition like Krampus. There was, There's no way us as a society now can handle something like Everything that. Everything is very whitewashed. It's yeah. very safe. Yeah. And it's very wholesome. Mm-hmm. And Krampus is the antithesis of right. that. Right. And it's basically the mirror image of St. Nicholas. Anti-Santa. It's the yeah. anti-Santa. It's, yeah. yeah. If you go, you know, think about like John Carpenter and the Prince of Darkness, mm-hmm. you know, the anti-God. That is what Krampus is basically. Yeah. Uh, he it represents... S- Santa rewards, Krampus punishes. And it's, it's a good... It's a... It's a great balance, and it's something we should like think about about in the year. You well, you know? really can't enjoy the sweet without the sour. Exactly, you can't appreciate <laughs> the good without the bad. And mm-hmm. if you really think about where I, th- I want to say it was Germanic origins, um, mm-hmm. mm. and what you know, freaking like, yeah. Germans. You know, <laughs> if we're wrong, I do apologize. Nine. But- but with that, if you think about um, all the, the the fables from back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, Aesop and all of those, um, they're Grimm's, dark as shit. They're designed to be these cautionary tales, yeah. and that's what I love about this because it is a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. With Santa, if you're bad, he just bypasses you, gives you coal. Yeah. yeah. What's the worst with that? You know, if you've got a friend, you know, tight butt, you know, you right. got a diamond, right? Cram's gonna fuck you up. If you're Krampus naughty, is gonna man. really mess you up. And I remember <laughs> seeing some of the like the 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 uh, the, the paintings of Krampus, yeah. and they were. Horrifying. Right, the old timey wood cuttings and yes. shit. Yes, where they you would see like a child just dangling out of the Krampus's mm-hmm. mouth. Mm-hmm. That is nightmarish, and that's why I love. Yeah. I love the idea of Krampus again. <laughs> just the the fact that there is something horrifying. There is something to be feared if yeah. you are not good. Right. Because what again? What, what, what what's the doing? point? You know, I mean, for example, look, let me let, let me take it back. Right. I'm not the one like ran on our society and all that. You know, I don't want this turn turn into a Rush Limbaugh or anything. But at the same time, it's like. Look at our society. 
we're rewarding the people who are good, right? Mm -hmm. And whether you're good or bad or whatever, you're going to get something, you know? With Krampus, if you're bad, you're going to get fucked with, you know? it's There's no reward about it. No, this is, I mean, it's truly a reason to be good yeah. and to fear if you are bad. You mm -hmm. need to be on your game because mm -hmm. as we see in this legend, he is going to mess you up in one way or the other, whether it's being eaten, whether it's being taken down to hell. Right. You know, there is nothing good about when <laughs> no, Krampus no, comes there's, to you. There's no, like, uh, silver lining on this one, right? right? It's like, well, maybe next time. No, <laughs> Krampus is there. You are you are effed, yeah. you know, at that point. And so when I saw, I heard the, um, that uh, Michael Doherty was going to be doing this, I was excited <coughs> because obviously we're huge fans of Trick mm -hmm. or Treat. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, a Halloween staple, mm -hmm. great anthology film, which we will get to eventually because mm -hmm. we've been talking horror anthologies but i was like man what a good person for to it you know actually yeah. attack this another this holiday yeah yes yes because he's he's totally legit um but then i also started hearing about other krampus movies mm -hmm. which of course is very typical hollywood once they hear something that is going might work everyone yeah. jumps on it but i i think the biggest thing with this particular film is it's a major hollywood yeah it's horror a film. big bigger a, budget a wider release mm -hmm. and i know people the general i just heard so many good things about it yeah you know i heard the early reviews and i i was hyped for it the trailer looked great uh -huh. looked like it kind of hit that nice combination of horror and comedy because that's i've heard some people say you know it's a horror movie i've heard some people say well it's more horror comedy what would you have classified horror, this as? Comedy. horror comedy yeah or okay. definitely horror comedy it's got fucking adam scott and uh david ketchner david ketchner you can't you can't have a movie with david ketchner and not be comedy well and that's let's talk about the cast real quick uh, adam scott um mm -hmm. uh, uh, David Ketcher, Tony Collette, yeah. who is one of my all-time favorite actors. I love her work. And so when I actually saw the trailer and I saw all these people, I'm like, mm -hmm. holy shit, those are legit good, like, big Hollywood yeah. actors yeah. in a, a horror a movie. A horror comedy, A yeah. horror comedy. That's great. Um, and now I'm going to talk I'm when we left the theater yeah. and you were buzzing, oh, I love this. And I just, I was like, I like this movie. Mm -hmm. I didn't love it. I liked it. And let me get into a little bit why I didn't okay. like it as much. Okay. So uh, MJ Anthony plays Max, who is the kid, who uh -huh. is really kind of the audience surrogate yeah. as far as I'm concerned in this movie. In terms of our point of view, he's the one that actually is kind of the whole crux of the thing. He mm -hmm. gets everything in motion. He's the Ralphie. He is, he's kind of the Ralph. Yeah, he's, he's a little Kevin McAllister. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a little scamp. But it's his longing for uh, what the way Christmas used to be because David Ketchner uh, is basically, he plays kind of the... The cousin uncle, Eddie, yeah, if the, you will, yeah. you know the the the, the ne'er do wells that come and visit the the, the family that's doing well. But um, you get little Max just longing for Christmas the way it used to be before everyone was fighting. Uh, he gets in a fight at the very beginning of the film for a kid that doesn't believe in Santa Claus, mm -hmm. and you look at this kid and he's older, and not older, but I mean probably but, like probably, nine or ten. Yeah, a little bit. No, I don't know maybe eleven. Maybe a little, okay, yeah, maybe a little bit. But enough, enough to be like Santa, really? Okay. But because he longs for that and he's got his little letter that he's writing and he ends up ripping it up and despair throws it out, which triggers yeah. everything. So ultimately, he's kind of the reason Krampus comes to town, if mm -hmm. you will, which is kind of wonderful again. But my biggest issue is I didn't like Max. No, you didn't? I didn't. Really? And then he drops out for a good majority of the movie. And then you're stuck with, and again, for a horror comedy with Christmas, and we're talking about innocence <coughs> and the longing for that, mm -hmm. I wanted him to be the main focus. But then mm -hmm. you have Adam Scott, Tony Collette, and David Ketchner, and they kind of take the narrative over. And that's what I, that's what kind of took me out, because I wanted to I wanted to stay with Max, even though I didn't really like the actor, but uh -huh. I wanted that feeling of seeing everything through his vision. But then, okay, so I'm going to counterpoint. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, okay. please do. But then how could you... 
the main thing was to keep him safe, to keep the kids safe. You can't, you'd have to have scenes where they're going to go out. The parents are going to go do what they need to do. So to see that, and that would, that automatically is going to sh- shift the focus, right? you know? And because you can't, I mean, you, the kids aren't safe in this movie at all, you let's know, which that, is, yeah, which is great, up. which and is, we'll go into, we'll, there will be some spoilers on this yeah, one. So spoilers, you know, spoilers, yeah, make spoilers. sure you see Krampus first. Mm-hmm. So the kids aren't safe in this also at all. So they have to keep the kids safe. So they have to go and do their thing. So maybe that's why their focus has been shifted. And I can bit. understand that because obviously if they did take the kids out with them, the first thing the audience is going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. But I just I think that we needed more time with him yeah. um, because I just don't think we really established his character enough. And I, it's a horror comedy. You right. don't necessarily need a lot of character development. True. But when you're talking a big, major, wide you know, release, I really think you mm-hmm. need a little bit more of that. Now, another reason, another thing that I was thinking about, like you're saying how he's a little too old to believe in, in Santa, Santa and all that. And I think the, the part of that is the grandma. Because the grandma's like, no, this shit's real. So that's why we're going to make cookies. We're going to be all Christmassy. Everything's going to be happy. And so he gravitated to his grandma. He did. Hey, what would it like, nop nop or something? Mm-hmm. Some, and they were just, they were kindred spirits. Right. And so I think that's why he would give everybody shit when they're like, mm, Santa Claus. And he goes, no, Santa's real. Trust me. <laughs> there's, there's shit. Because, yeah, Granny has seen some shit. <laughs> Granny has seen some shit. And she's just got that almost like that thousand yard stare, just mm-hmm. that survivor mentality, knowing what's coming. From the old country. Yeah. Yeah. where you Krampus basically kind of comes from for <laughs> yeah. the most part. Um, and it's really interesting, too, um, that they actually give the Krampus origin, mm-hmm. but they tell it in this like Rankin-Bass kind of like uh, claymation. Kind of puppetry, yeah. Which I, re- I charmed the shit out of me. I yeah. really like that. Now, you see that in a lot of the Christmas films. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the ones we're going to eventually talk about, Santa Slay, Santa Slay, has the same thing in it, mm-hmm. which to me doesn't mean you necessarily have to have it in the movie for it to be a good Christmas movie. But it, ma- it gives it a little bit like, you know, like... The nostalgia, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because how many of us, you know, were raised on those Rankin Bass? Oh, fuck yeah. It wasn't Christmas without Rudolph. Silver and gold, silver and Yukon Cornelius. (laughs) Or what else? Who's ever heard of a Charlie in the box? (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Wonderful. (laughs) So the fact that they included that, again, and where it came in the movie, because Mm -hmm. that's the other thing with this movie. It's almost, it's a little bit of a slow burn. Yeah, it really is. Because Krampus doesn't come in until like... Until like almost the later half, later later half, you get you get his in his its presence. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably genderless. Its presence are constantly, yeah. Um, and you know just some background shots. Oh, but the way he moved when you couldn't see him over the rooftop, just that yeah. whole beastly like. I thought it was like I'm like that is a scary fuck. Anything that is that is hooven mm-hmm. is a scary thing in yeah. my book. You know whether it's <laughs> Satan, uh-huh. whether it's Krampus, anything like that. I love that design. And he's just a hulking monster. Yeah, no, he's a beast. He's a big old bastard <laughs> and you really you get your first glimpse of just it and i really like the way it was shot yeah especially with the um the the, the big blizzard mm-hmm. that announces his presence basically yeah uh, oh the whole like gozer coming in it is it was wonderful i again i liked that a lot but there was just something about it that just felt off for me and I, i'm i've been you know preparing this episode and just reflecting on what was it mm-hmm. that didn't click with me because i loved the practical effects. Oh, oh my goodness, yes. When those those were crazy. They were one just the Krampus design, mm-hmm. uh, the big Jack and the worm box, whatever that the thing whole was. Beetlejuice esque type, like worm type thing. That thing was yeah. amazing. No, it, it was rad. So it was scary good. too. It was a terrifying thing. It looked kind of like a Guillermo, Guillermo del the Toro, Toro design. Yeah, you know, exactly. The, the gaping a, mouth, a very 
Guerry Del Toro Christmas. <laughs> I would. You've got me. Let's go. I'm all for that, man. Whether it's Cthulhu or, yeah. you know. <laughs> Cthulhu Claus. Cthulhu Claus. Christmas at Crimson Peak. I, Jesus Christ. Are you writing this down? <laughs> we should be pausing this right now and like, okay, we'll be right back. That's I would I would totally see that. Um, it's a combination of it was practical, there's puppetry involved, mm-hmm. and then some CG. Yeah. Which you I can't you can't tell a story like this on a scope like this right. without a little bit of CG, but the CG was done well. It really was. Yeah. Um and that there was the little gingerbread men, mm-hmm. which and, and so the little toys. Yeah, yeah. And so the first kill that happens is very striking and it kind of comes out of nowhere where it's a character you just assume is safe. Right. It's like the, the spoilers. Yeah. Let's let's okay. Spoilers. 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 You've okay. been warned. You've been warned. Five, four, three, two, one. It's the fucking sister. Yes. Right. It's the sister that's supposed to be like you know. You think again? A main character, an audience surrogate. Yeah, because she is the main one of the you main things. You actually spend a lot of time with her. Yes. Which I will give to their credit creates that really nice like. Oh, and just the way she dies. Violent and Violent horrible. And, but there's not a drop of blood in the no. movie. But it's implied. It's I'll, like super like I just dark. realized that too. There really isn't. There isn't any blood, is there's there? There's not a drop. No, that's impressive. Yeah. I just now realized that. Okay, that actually kind of bumped it up a little. Because you know, we love gore. Yeah. We love gore. But if you can do something that's subtle, atmospheric, and you don't rely on that, mm-hmm. that's another. Yeah. It's, it's a good crap because it's just a raw and then like just the shaking, shaking of the, of the car. car just nothing it was that that i mean and of course we're in the theater here and genius of course just doing his, his little billy laugh you know the, <laughs> that menacing awful because i know a lot of people are like oh god they weren't this. expecting that i've had this curse on me for the longest time whenever like something tickles my fancy especially if it's evil that laugh just comes out and everybody's like you're a fucking monster <laughs> staring and pointing at you when you leave the theater it's <laughs> Again, a horrible get thing get the pitchforks Martha you know <laughs> <laughs> and then they actually had a great kill when you think it's actually the Krampus that's coming down. Everyone basically, you know, all the power goes out. Everyone's huddled around, and they oh the are, little, yes, the little the, fat kid, the, the fat kid that was always eating. Oh gosh! So one of the characters, David Ketchner's kids, is this little, just stereotypical fat kid, just always eating, doesn't say nothing, not a word. And then the reason why he's eating, like, gave he's building mass to be a linebacker. It's what he's going to be. He's going to play for state, right? Just total America. Just David Ketchner's just he's just America and Bob. Channeling his Midwest. Yeah, it's just America. But you get this great scene where uh, the whole idea is the Krampus will come down the chimney, much like St. Nick, Mm -hmm. you know, Santa Claus. But instead you get this little hook and then you get a gingerbread man on there. And of course, the little kids are going... Yeah, he wakes you know, up and smelling. And of like, course, the on, fat kid on, is the one that. On, yeah, right. yeah, oh, it's so it's fantastic. And, it, and of course, now at that point, we're both just like kind of yeah. giggling and just waiting for it because, come on, you can't go wrong with that kind of. And sure enough, man, they deliver with it, and they make it really painful too because then his mom sees him getting taken away. Yeah, and there's some genuine pathos involved there's with a that. Lot to see to see your kids eaten right before your very eyes it's fair it's fairly horrific and yeah. again, it's a lot of it is implied but it's implied so well just the again. shoe dropping oh that yeah. was so horrific yeah that was that was that was genuinely <laughs> tough and again that's why i like that they were able to establish a lot of the character because this is one of those films you really you want to care for the people mm-hmm. this isn't a slasher film where you're looking you're kind of rooting for them to get off right. you know for the ideally, there's no real fodder because it's a family you right. know everybody knows each other and 
and cares about each other. There so. might be the people you don't, you know, you dislike in the family, but mm-hmm. ultimately they are family. You're still mm-hmm. looking out, and that's what I, another element of the film that I kind of liked was this idea of the family coming together, persevering, overcoming the odds, um, and, and not a stereotypical way, but you, it's something you're, you're right. expecting, and things, it's, things you're kind of used to. Sure, and sure. they all come, they all get their comeuppance in a way that's why they're naughty. It's almost a Willy Wonkian. It really is. Type, it really you is know. in terms of um, just, you know, not an ironic death or anything along right. those lines, but just you have to be careful what you're wishing for. Right, because the fat kid gets uh, hoisted on his own petard by the cookies. Um, the girl who's going out who wants to spend time with her boyfriend, that's why she gets mm-hmm. eaten. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl's natural. We can take this curiosity. They get torn up, you know? I mean, it's very... Krampus is like, okay, I'm punishing you because of this and this is why you're getting punished absolutely and specifically he really targeted the kids in fact ultimately all the adults technically die or yeah. at least except for uh tony collette's character no no no, 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 no. everybody the... dies everybody dies everybody dies in the that's movie right, everybody right. dies in the movie spoilers everybody and they all die in a way that why for example um okay let's take a look at why how the parents died okay the parents were never really there for the kid and so they get taken away that's true. You know That's what I'm true. saying? The grandma, she gets, she's like, she last stand. We don't, she, we don't yeah, we see don't, her. we don't see her really die, but we, it's implied. It's implied. But, you know, it's just like, he's like, I gave you a gift. You know, you you wasted it. So here's more gifts. Right. So it's 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 there's I think, I think you need to like you can't I pinpoint. A, I think, but you gotta like look at it like okay from a, like a little bit more of a like a storytelling. Sure. Aspect, well, I also really like the fact that the Krampus actually also <coughs> leaves a calling card in essence, yeah. in which the grandmother carries around with her. It's that little trinket, mm-hmm. um, and then ultimately, as we see, the little boy has it as well. Right, and that's okay. So, can we talk a little bit about? Um, let me go through my Conchita Farrell. Who is it? Conchita Farrell. Who is Conchita Farrell? The maid from uh, Two and a Half Men. The aunt. Oh, is that her? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. She's hilarious in everything she's in. And she is I love so, her so much. boisterous and gnarly. And she's that, she's, every everyone has that aunt. Yeah. You know? Yeah, she just, just doesn't give a fuck anymore. And I think there was no cussing. There's no, because it's PG-13, but there was one F-bomb and it was hers. And they used it really well. <laughs> yeah. Because I know with those, you're allowed a certain number of F-bombs. Right. And if you word it and per- place it in a perfect spot, it just makes it all worth it. Yeah. But she's just that, just that cantankerous aunt. Drunk constantly and it's really well it's funny because i did kind of see a lot of my relatives and some of them <laughs> which made it a little bit more enjoyable for me because i'm like to oh, see you get off so. no not to get no 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 but I, a lot of it for me though was just i kind of identifying the yeah. archetype and just mm-hmm. going yeah that makes sense because everyone has that and it's always the joke you know if you don't have anyone in that family well then you're that person right you know you always have to be careful on that uh no she was she was funny as yeah. all get out and i just like that she just had that no nonsense i don't care uh, moment of it uh um, I actually liked um, the ending. Was very, I thought the ending was ambiguous. Yeah, I, I I'm I still a little tell. confused. I'm still a little confused about the ending. And it's weird because if you look at the friggin' initial posters of the film, it, gets, it tells, tells you what you technically what's happening. happened. Yeah. It's bizarre. So again, major spoilers <clears throat> here. But ultimately, everyone is dead. Yeah. And they get tossed down into the pit of hell, which is a great little scene, actually, mm, because yeah. Krampus's little minions uh, that are they're the all elves. gathered around the yeah. elves. Actually, another thing that I actually now that I think about it, I really liked was the fact that with every person that died, another snowman right showed that up in the yard. Kind of looked like them, yeah. 
which is just a nice reminder. But in the very end, you get this almost, um, it was all a dream feeling. In fact, you get this reveal of a snow globe, and I immediately went to St. Elsewhere. I was like, oh my God, was ah. this like the autistic kid's like, you know, dream or right. what have you? But ultimately, you see Krampus, are they... Are they trapped in a snow globe for all eternity? See, that's, to rep- that's what that's what where I'm kind of confused at. I am too. And I mean, because we know that it really happened. Yes, we, I, it, we, hands, we, yeah, hands it, down. It's without a doubt. Like, yeah, it, it's because it started like, oh, it was a dream, and then it's like everybody's like, oh fuck, it really happened. And they had that, that look. collective conscience, like it hits, like oh oh shit, you know. And then it just kind of pans out. And so I was like, okay. Is he just like making sure that he's going to check on them, make sure they keep the Christmas spirit, or if they're stuck in like a perpetual? Because you know what, they were dragged to hell. Maybe this is hell. This is hell. maybe their hell is having to spend Christmas with, with each other family. every fucking day. Because that <laughs> would be hell. That's and that's very uh, Sartrean. You know, hell is other people basically. Yeah. Uh, if you think about no exit, there. That's deep. Which dude. actually that that works that's for me. Deep. That works for me because they they seemed initially like very happy. Well, yeah. And again, that realization like, oh my god, we're alive and. And even, like, their personality seemed a little bit different, as if, again, it was during the better days. But like mm-hmm. you said, then they all had that that recognition hit. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no. And then you get that. It was a really great shot where you see all, all these of these <laughs> other globes. Right. So, again, yeah. it's And I actually, I kind of like either or. If it's yeah. uh, the perpetual hell or if they're always now under the watch of, of Krampus, Krampus. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, I... Now, the more I talk about it, this is good <laughs> for me. Thinking, talk are you thinking, like, yeah, are you, are you kind, of, kind of coming around a little bit more? And my initial stance was, <laughs> I don't know if I'd go and see this again, like, in terms of having the desire to. But now, having talked about it, talking about some of the th- I really need to reevaluate it again. Yeah. And maybe see it from, not the fresh perspective. But uh, from a little bit deeper. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I think this will reward in a rewatch. Yeah. Um, especially now, knowing what's, what's coming, I can actually then pick out the little things. Right. And focus on those. Because that's, you know, obviously what oh, we yeah, do. Oh, yeah. That's what we do here. I mean, yeah, but I, no, it's definitely in my Christmas. Well, this it's going in my Christmas, Christmas rotation, rotation, without a doubt, without a doubt. I, I I'm really glad it did well, um, and it was great. Just it to beat, see. it beat like it did fantastic at the box office. Like it didn't come in number one, but it beat like a Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. It beat a Pixar movie. That's kind of incredible. That's dope. Well, and I, I'm really hoping, and it was you know through social media was huge on this, but I, of course I fo- we follow kind of the same people mm-hmm. and in the same circles. Of course they're going to be talking about it, but to see this kind of a reaction yeah. from people that are non horror fans, mm-hmm. uh, because um, re- then uh, like a couple days later um, we actually screened uh, Gremlins over at the Alamo, and that was my first inclination in terms of something that was similar was gremlins yeah um of, of, of kind of a not a family a, it, it's a, a family fam- no it's a family horror it's one that you can take like your kids well, sure. uh, well your let's say your teens your tweens and your, i don't know i saw gremlins when i was eight years old in the theater that's true but the kids don't get killed not as, as of course you know what maybe kids today are a little bit more desensitized but then again, kids today might be more pussy. You know, <laughs> I mean, it all depends on the kid. If your it does, kid, if your kid, if you know your kid's a pussy, don't take him to see Krampus. If you know your kid's kind of like, you know, they're listening to metal, you know, they're already watching Adult Swim at ten years old. Take him to Krampus. You know what I'm saying? They'll dig it. Because I really think this would be kind of a cool movie. Like, I'm glad I can say I saw Gremlins in the theater at such a young age. Yeah, me too. Right? You know? Yeah. And so I'm thinking, you know, the same thing with you know a kid like this. You know, when they're God forbid in their 30s, <laughs> and, you know, podcasting or what have you. And Nerds of nostalgia, the next generation. The next generation. Just like, you remember when we saw Krampus in the theater? Oh, my God. That was just... And I imagine, though, that this is going to be that kind of a movie like mm-hmm. Gremlins was for us. And yeah. I'm, 
I think they're all the better for it because Gremlins was kind of a gateway for me. Yeah. You know, I was watch I was familiar with horror movies at that point. You know, I was hiding behind couches and stuff. But horror movies edited for television. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is that first hopefully the kind of exposure to the horrific element. Yeah. But there's but this is also but a pretty funny movie as it well. It is. But they didn't market it to kids like they did no, for they didn't. Well, PG-13. They're like this is a horror movie. It's I don't like, think you're going to see the Krampus coloring book, you know. And, no, I I take no, you will. Oh, you, you will. think so? I know I I know Oh, you know so. this? Oh I no. Know so. okay. There are Krampus coloring are there? books out there. But but, specifically but it's not for, the for the movie. Okay. You're not going to see like, you know, official it, merchandise It would from, be dope if you got like a jack in the box and the jack of and then comes back down or like you put the teddy bear in his mouth opens up like Give McFarlane toys enough time, yeah, or something you know, like that. I would totally buy like well, an evil gingerbread I, man. Well, and it goes, it speaks to the level of design on their Krampus because one of the things that okay, here's another thing that kind of bothered me is when you see the face of Krampus. Mm-hmm. Is that supposed to be a mask it's wearing, or is that its real face? I think that's his real face because the it didn't elves, move. Well, it, maybe it might be. I don't know. Maybe it might be a and mask. That bothered or, me. Yeah, because his mouth didn't move. Did it? It did not move at all. It was just, and I, it was very creepy. Don't get me wrong. But his tongue. But there was tongue underneath. So maybe there was. Maybe it was a mask. I'm wondering about that because if it was a mask, I'm good for that. If yeah. it wasn't. Everything else was amazing. But with it looked it. like it kind of looked like Santa Claus. It, yeah, it looked like and almost so, like a leather face Santa Claus, like he was wearing. Maybe that's what he was going for. Maybe we can't truly see the true face of, of evil. That's. I would like that. Yeah. Now maybe do because his get, tongue got out and moved, and it was underneath the thing, they and even you could see his tongue in the, and, um, in the little uh, nursery rhyme about mm-hmm. him. Well, maybe this is to set up what is the, the man behind the mask, if you right. will. You know, because Krampus could we origins. A, yeah, could we get a, a prequel or an, a sequel? You know, in terms of Krampus, because I think it sets itself up for it. Because obviously, there's been so many more you know happenings before. I don't know if I want. I don't know if I want a sequel. You know, you know, you know. I I, Look, I, 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 don't think I do. A lot of horror movies, I'm like, I want part two. You know, but I think this one might be just a good like standalone, one and done. Like, kind of like, do we do we really need Christmas Story two? Did we really need Christmas Vacation two? You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot there was like a direct video yeah. sequel of Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I mean, the only other thing that would be doing is if like Krampus goes to like New York. And just takes out like a whole Cramp- an apartment building Krampus or in space or something like that. Right. But I think this might be a good just like one and done, you know? Now, Krampus Origins, I think they might like mess it up. If they can come up with a decent story, but really, how can you really tell more than what you had with What that? you've already had. I mean, you already know Krampus' mythos. You already know his techniques. You already know his MO. You already know all of this stuff. There's almost no need for another Krampus story. Unless well, let me unless look. he fights Santa. Right. You know? Actually, that would be a very interesting film because um, you could go the uh, the uh, rare exports kind of way in yeah. terms of you know bringing in this... You know, that's very do- another dope movie. That's a really good one. That's one that... That's a hol- that one goes in the regular rotation. Yeah. I was really glad I got to see that one. But no, I I definitely think I'm going to see this one again in the theater. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we definitely want you to we want you to go out and, and you know support horror movies yeah. when you can, but, but especially something like this. But I think this one would also work good at home. Yeah, you know, I With, think this one is a definitely repeat. Every Everyone year. in their PJs drinking spiked hot cocoa, yeah. spe- especially if there's a good blizzard going on outside. Right. You know, yeah. that's one of the things I have a kind of a tradition. The first snow that hits, I will always play the Rocky Four soundtrack <laughs> because I will sing along hot song <laughs> and I will hype myself up. But I could definitely see this film working in that kind of a vein, especially yeah. if you keep all the lights off. You're exposed to a little bit of the, the blizzard going on outside. Mm-hmm, you hear that? Yes. 
nice and atmospheric, I really think that would work well. Yeah. So that's I think that'll work well in the hol- in the holiday rotation. Oh, definitely. And I don't think this would work well outside of the holiday rotation. No. What? You know, and it's not trick or treat. Trick or treat you can watch whenever you want a good horror movie because it is very bloody great. and gory. Yeah. Gorts and gory. But this one, I think, is specifically for Christmas. I think this one has to be at Christmas. I don't think you can watch it in June. I don't think it would have the same effect or punch. Not at all. Not at all. And this is, is maybe like a once a year. Like, it, it we're going to watch Krampus. Oh, yes. You know? Well, this is, again, when you hit, you know, you've got the 12 days of Christmas. You can do the 12 days of, of Krampus. Know, yeah, absolutely Krampus. And that's another little thing I liked in the film was they had that little. Um, Advent little, calendar. Advent calendar. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's always true at Christmas. But you can uh, do a, an entire marathon. Not a marathon, but, you know, a a Christmas horror movie a day. Yeah. And this this is when you break it out, man, in December. I think we should start a new tradition, the 12 Days of Krampus. 12 and Days of like, Krampus? We just, like, right like right before Christmas Eve, that'd be 12 days, that'd be the 12th, the December, right. starting December right. 12th, we should, which is December 12th on our 30, our uh, horror triple movie oh, marathon right. attack. Yeah, okay. that's so actually. So should come on down and check it out. Plug, plug, plug. Um, different, show a different horror movie every night until Christmas Eve, and then you can fucking put on Christmas Story or what something. What have you, yeah. yeah. That's a great idea. Are we going to do this? I think we should. Okay, good. Because, you we know, we, we've talked about how we are going to be talking in this entire month is basically going to be all Christmas horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've already screened Santa Slay, and we're going to talk about that's going to be one of the episodes. Yeah. Um, we've got um, some Christmas themed movies that are coming up at the triple feature that we're holding on Tapcade on mm-hmm. Saturday, uh, December 12th. This will be dropping a few days before. So definitely check that out. Um, but it's an excuse to see a lot of these films. These great horror Christmas because movies. Because I, again, you are kind of my gatekeeper. <laughs> you're my guide, man. You know, I'm telling you, I already got a list. Just yeah, and it's kind of incredible when you to to look at the amount of that that are out there. And again, I've got to ask, you know, we wading through it. There's got to be the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to be showing me just the good? Or are you going to show me, you know, the bad, the ugly? What's the point of showing bad horror? I mean, really. You put you know? the time in. You're more. What's it becomes a cautionary show, tale. What's the point of it? Just show the good stuff. Yeah. You know, like in whole horror movies, show the good stuff. We yeah. don't need to see the bad parts. Just show the good stuff. And that's the thing with horror is it's you know it's always been knocked as like the lowest of low genres. No one wants to do it. No one respectable does it. But, but see, then things with like this where it's very cerebral and yes. then looking at it and actually picking apart and being oh I see what he did there and I see what he's trying to go for or what you assume that he's trying to go right. for. You know, it's just like when Gary said you can see the face in the hand. It's just looking at it and seeing a little bit more than just a first glance type thing. Sure, sure. And yeah. that's why I, I think that's why horror really re- rewards people with rewatches mm-hmm. because you just pick something up on it. And when you when you see it when you're 10, when you see it when you're 20, when you see it when you're 30, you're seeing it through a different perspective. Oh, definitely. So that's why, you know, there are certain films that I will re- I, if I guarantee you I'm going to rewatch every year mm-hmm. because, you know, based on where I am in life, I might see the movie different and get something different out of it. Now, you can do that with any genre for the most part, but horror especially. And Christmas. Horror yeah. and because like I, uh, a prime example, um, I, when I was younger and I watched Christmas Vacation, my favorite part when I was younger was when he was sliding down the, oh, the, the hill. hill. I thought it was the funniest thing since fucking sliced bread. <clears throat> but now rewatching it, I'm like, that's not. It's it's okay, but there's a lot of funny other funny shit like his dealings, just like the quips with Eddie and just having to find the presence and the mad chaos that ensues. You know, I'm at a different place in my right. life where now that is more relatable than just like oh, oh dick and fart. You know, and what's what's beautiful is then you can introduce it to the next generation, Shorty. You know, mm-hmm. you can actually and then she yeah. can enjoy it on that same level that you did at that time. Right. Hopefully, and then, then she will then progress the same way you yeah. did. And horror is a lot like that. Like you're yeah. saying, we always look at it through different points in our life you know 
some days we represent or some days we root for Shelly some days we root for Jason you know what I'm saying that's just <laughs> do we ever root for we Shelly never, I never fucking root for <laughs> Shelly fuck Shelly fuck Shelly fuck Shelly and his fro fuck him fuck him fuck him <laughs> oh, poor Shelly. I don't know. He might be the most hated man in the horror genre. God there. damn, I hate Shelly. It's kind of rough. Uh, it's really funny, though. You mentioned Christmas Vacation. My dad, at one point, when we, we saw that in the theater, it was, yeah. my whole family was great. Laugh- and again, I probably laughed at that kind of more juvenile shit. Right. The more like slapstick. But it was so great. My dad finally went out and he bought a sheer white shirt and got a black dickie and rocked that for Christmas <laughs> that same year. It was fantastic. <laughs> I was like, and I, I, I couldn't really appreciate it. But now I look back going, that was fucking cool. Right. Like, that's the kind of shit I would do now. Yeah. But it was my dad doing it, which I'm like, why would my dad do that? It's like, oh, yeah, he's a person. <laughs> he has a sense of humor. Yeah. You know, he always shared those um, kind of body comedies, you know, uh-huh. the vacations, the animal houses, uh, mm-hmm. the Caddyshacks. Those are always the kind of films we could watch. Yeah. We never had that hor- the horror thing. That was right. always my cousin, my cousin Josh. We were big on horror. Well, shit, I never had the horror thing with anybody in my family. Really? I, I was always the one you watching. Were, I was the loner the boner. Outcast? I was the loner boner. I was the black sheep. I was like, okay, well, you guys are going to go see um, fucking Terms of Endearment. I'm going to go see Critters 2. Uh, I'll see you guys later. Uh, so. I need to re- we need to rewatch that soon. Critters, Critters 2. Critters too so yeah we're definitely saying go out check out Krampus and if you don't pick it up on Blu-ray I mean show some love I mean really this is a this is a really good movie and I think you should watch it again knowing now after we've discussed because we didn't really discuss it much that day we, mm. we were we were kind of holding on we were, to yeah it. we were just like okay but yeah, I know well. you were really bummed though because I was like I just didn't I didn't love it I liked it but I just yeah. didn't love it but I want to rewatch it again yeah I, I, really, I loved it yeah. I thought it was great I yeah. mean like it just it hit all the good things for me kids got killed I love it when ki- I love it when kids get killed I don't know what it is that, it's like well so, no it tells you that like nothing is safe exactly nothing is safe and nothing is sacred kids are getting killed shit's going down no you don't know what to expect yeah. next it's got the christmas horror which i love it's got it had some really really funny funny parts in it I mean, it was like, a legitimately belly laugh yeah ones. yeah and it was a lot of the the typical like david ketchner just the mannerisms what have you and i know a lot of i've read on the internet a lot of people don't like that i, I like i, like I think david he's funny ketchner. but of course he's a he's a kc guy yeah. so you know but then even like the opening scene that was oh, a that was funny 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 scene that would play perfectly in any christmas comedy sure from from now until the dawn of time, it's just or the end of time because humanity is shitty, right? And we deserve to have the Krampus. <laughs> we take do, us all we away. do, we do. I've been extra naughty, but like I own my naughtiness. So well, eventually you'll be one of those little minions. I'm sure you know. The cool thing about his minions is there were people in masks, yeah. and just like how they celebrated it in the old country. You know, with the people in masks. Oh, okay. So the pre out the pre screen pre pre show stuff for the Alamo with those wooden Krampus masks. Yeah, that was rad, dude. Those were insane. That were that was rad. If and you yeah. check it out, just like I think you probably like Google search like Krampus wooden mask. Uh huh. Oh my god, that guy it, is legit. That is beyond legit. That yeah. is true artistry. But the fact yeah. that his revelers, the Krampus's revelers, were then represented as mm-hmm. his elves, his minions. It was. Cool. I thought that was great. I yeah. thought that was another like cerebral type thing. In of course. It. Well, it's it, he's good that he way. He is great. That's and that's the thing I really liked with just with this resurgence in good quality horror. Exactly, because a lot of people back in the eighties, people would just throw shit at the wall and saw what stuck. Yeah. You know, I mean, for every Nightmare on Elm Street, we we oh got like God. fucking slaughter, slaughter you. You. Yeah. you know, we would get for every Night of the Demons, we would get like. D 
Demon Knight-ish type. No, I don't want to say <laughs> Demon yeah, Knight. Demon Knight was great. I'm just trying to come, you know, for every, for every great one, we had like five or six shit ones. Well, of course, well, it's horror movies were a little bit easier to shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of, you know, the whole do-it-yourself thing, more people would, you know, try to not emulate, but at least get the start with that. Right. So you would, you would just be flooded and oversaturated. So like you said, you want to get to the good stuff. You want right. to let the good stuff go to the top. Yeah. And then like with Michael Dorey, who, Dorey, who puts thought Care. who puts yeah who, who genuinely loves the genre and loves the subject that he's tackling and i think that's what's interesting too is if you think about like when like carpenter dante and all them you know carpenter was basically he always wanted to make a western yeah. so you know you all of his films have those kind of very br- western yeah. yeah but he was never sought out to make horror but now you have these new filmmakers who that were raised want to make horror yes. adam green yeah and and all these the new the crop of, west right the new crop of people who are coming out mm-hmm. who like yeah, I want to make a good horror movie so. which is really nice yeah because I, I we were talking earlier we're going to do kind of our top uh, horror movies of 2015 I've seen more new horror this year than I have in the past 10 years of yeah. my life and, and it's, it's, uh, there's a lot of good stuff coming out and it's almost to the point now where I'm trying to keep up with the amount of good stuff oh that's it's out hard there, it's hard which is a wonderful problem to have yeah. don't get me wrong <laughs> right uh, but I'm actually excited for that because that just means I have more good things to seek out mm-hmm. and which means we have more things to talk about which yeah. ultimately is kind of our end goal here. Um, but we're going to do something we haven't done in a while, and that is a Rotten Reynolds recommendation. Yeah. Now, what we normally do with a Rotten Reynolds recommendation is we talk a little bit about one of the featured Rotten Reynolds. And uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with Rotten Reynolds, what's wrong with you? But Genius, tell them a little bit about it. Rotten Reynolds are fantastic shit. It's like a treasure chest of awesome. It's, got, it's an old VHS clamshell, and the insert is the exact insert that used to be back in the day. Like we're looking at the Frankenhooker one. That is the exact Frankenhooker VHS cover art. What you would have seen in the video right. store. Except it doesn't have one a date on there when you push the <laughs> button. But uh, but it's it's fantastic. It's amazing and it's beautiful. And it's not only just new ones, but it's uh, or old ones, but it's new ones. There's mm-hmm. cover art for Turbo Kid. There's mm-hmm. cover art for, I think... Uh, their variations like the, the Candyman, Cooties, the can the new oh, variation the of Candyman is awesome. The one for Halloween three from Brandon Duncan oh, is fantastic, amazing, right? Amazing. Um, but inside of it, there's no VHS because I mean, very few of us have VHS players anymore. But you know, that's besides the point. There's stickers, trading cards. There's tarot cards, little figurines, little zombie stuff. Just you never know what the fuck you're gonna get in, and it's always cool. It's always really, really cool. So that's what a Rotten Rental is. And what just so happens, we have our Rotten Rentals recommendation is going to be for Krampus. Krampus, yeah. Because if you look at RottenRentals.com right now, they have these two new official Krampus Rotten Rentals, and they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes it's custom art. In this case, it is by our own Casey Canton. Casey Canton. The, Tim, Tim, League Tim, of, uh, the Tim League of Boom Kansas Howdy. City. Yeah, boom howdy. And it's actually, he's got two variations on it, and they're really, I now have you, the one I like, there's one that's more of the kind of the movie poster mm-hmm, with, with the, the, the snow. Globe. Snow globe, but the other one is the old timey wood yes. cutting looking. That one is rad, dude. That's really rad. Yeah. And what I, and that's what I love about this is I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. I have so many of them. Yeah. But I love the art involved yeah, oh no, with the it. Art is and that's beautiful. where this all comes from is just the love of art. And also for me, and, and it's very nostalgic because oh, of my yeah. Blockbuster days. I used to work at Blockbuster when it was VHS, and mm-hmm. hell, I still have a whole bunch of movies in clamshells from there, and it's just like. Yeah, Zooks, they don't make 
cool VHS covers anymore. Now they make some cool DVDs, the sure, variants, sure. But you know, you don't oh, yeah. see, you don't scream and shout factory. Yeah, but you don't like see a lot of mainstream. You know, no. you don't see it at all. And that's what they're recreating, I and mean, that's what I really like with the Rotten Realms. When I remember seeing it for the first time, I was like, well, someone made something specifically for me, right? And so that's why I don't mind promoting the shit out of it because mm-hmm. it's something I genuinely like. And I think with the Krampus one, um, Tim Casey, he got a chance to kind of put his own little touch uh-huh. on it, which I love the yeah. fact that he got to do that. So definitely check him out. But um, yeah, I I'm gonna see Krampus again. I'm gonna buy the old timey art on Rotten Reynolds on it. There's no doubt. Um, as which everybody should. Absolutely. And All our them, listeners should at least go see Krampus. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Support and then, support horror. Let people know. Let the studios know that we want good quality horror movies now. Yeah. Support. Yeah. Support them. Do not pirate it. And if you pirate it, we will come after you. Krampus will get you. Krampus will get you. You will be on the naughty, naughty list. list. Yeah. Well, I think until next week, my name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams. <laughs>